Welcome to episode two of the A Fool podcast. Today on the A Fool podcast, we're going to talk about what is an A Fool. We're also going to talk about whether or not our spouses live with hoarders. And why does everybody want to beat Bobby Flay? What's up, guys? Welcome to our A Fool podcast. I'm Mardi Gras Man, a.k.a. Earl. You all know Jabo, a.k.a. Brixar. Everybody knows Brixar. If you don't, you must be living under a rock. And our glorious host, Joey from Brick Train. So what is an A-Fool? I guess the, the actual acronym stands for A, fan of old Lego. No adult, no teen, no other. But it, to me, it's just, you know, a guy or a person, a girl who likes old lego not specifically just all old lego but or just old lego but and it can rain i mean you guys go back further than me obviously i like collecting from the i guess from 80 on you guys like collecting from anything prior to 70. the beginning of time (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess you're right that's a that's a good point the your perspective of an old lego so to my grandson, an old Lego came out before he he was born three years ago. So <laughs> four years old is old to him, right? That's olden times back in 2015. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I, I, I do know that it, it does tend to be older people <laughs> that like the older stuff because it is so much simpler and more basic. But sometimes when people are exposed and see some of that didn't sound right. When people <laughs> become aware of older things that they didn't even know were Lego, right? Uh, sometimes they're fascinated by that. It doesn't mean they're going to be collecting it like we do, but right. I do have some younger a fools in in my community that watch the videos that I do. So, and there are women and men and teenagers and younger even. I, yeah, and I, I don't. I think that's a good point that just because you're a fan of it and it interests you and, and it, it's obviously that at some point you didn't know the complete history of Lego as you know, just boom, you knew it. So it doesn't mean you're gonna have to collect it either. I try, I try to view things from the perspective of if I was that, if that was what was available, all that was available when I was, collecting like if I had been born even earlier than what I was and then I'm say I'm a teenager in the 50s and this is what Lego was you know would I be interested in it Uh, what would would make me want to go buy a set at the drugstore or wherever they sold these back then yeah I'm trying to say that because uh, I just watched a a review Joey did of the the fire station mm -hmm. uh, HKL car and I used to build stuff like that for my Hot Wheels. Never realized that put those two together and that's old Lego sets. Mm -hmm. You know, I know it now because I'm watching you guys all the time, but prior to seeing your videos, I never knew that there was HO scale or H scale uh, cars or Hot Wheels. I call them Hot Wheels with Lego sets. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that is, you know, there's a lot of people that do the uh, HO trains and the Hot Wheels and, and build those sets. And I I think they were really trying to capitalize on something back then because that was, you know, the HO is a market. So 
Can, can, can you imagine a time when people didn't really know Lego? That's when I, it, I mean, it would have been a new a new thing. Yeah, yeah to, to this as simple as those sets were, they would have had to have been, you know, it's like, oh, this is an amazing thing. I, I don't know. I guess that brings up, do they have to, are they having, well, we talked about the uh, uh, apps and stuff. Are they uh, having to stimulate us more now because we're oversaturated with stuff? I, would we buy a simple set from the 60s now? If, this was, if it started today, would we have done it? If it started today in today's age, probably not. I think the closest example to that is the classic theme. Uh, the classic sets are, and they're even more detailed than the old sets. Like you, you look at the old designer sets and the master builder sets from the 60s that didn't really have instructions with them. No. They just had some suggestions. That's what the classic sets are. Right. Yeah. And to me, those are some of the... They have value, and they need Lego needs to continue making those. But I think those are some of the less popular ones. Yeah. I, I look at those sets as filler, right? You 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 get those for your kids who's already got Star Wars or or whatever, and then they hey here's a whole big box of just more. Right. right. So, so I guess also, what are we doing here on a schedule? We uh, we're trying to do a month at a time. Is that okay? we're hoping we're hoping for every two weeks, right? But yeah, I think we plan on every two weeks, and if we miss that every two weeks, then we just go to the third week. <laughs> third week. You yeah. get what you get, and you don't pitch a fit. There all you right. go. It's a yeah. There you go. <laughs> hey, we're, we're just all here trying to have a little fun, talk about some uh, old Lego. So let's talk about collecting it. Are, are we collectors or are we hoarders? I think we're both. I think we're both. Think we're both. I know people have opinions about whether or not I'm a hoarder or not. <laughs> are the people that, that live in your house or <laughs> well or relatives yeah. or yeah, I, I would say people that I work with and, and some family they they uh they don't really see the value in collecting it. Uh, my wife, she likes it, so she she's into collecting. She's not into collecting the same thing that I am, so she's definitely all friends and i would say she's hoarding friends sets so <laughs> does she have a stack of unopened boxes <laughs> she, she she does she truly has a backlog she has a pile of intention <laughs> she intends to build them at some point but I, I do think that it's important to um every once in a while do something with what you have and not just collect it and that's a challenge for me because uh, with my schedule and trying to squeeze in making videos and not neglecting my family. So, but I don't want to pass up on deals because I've passed up on deals before and then regretted it. But it's, you can get in a dangerous place where you're buying Lego and you're never doing anything with it. And I do get called out at times from my viewers, which is good. I mean, it's, it's like I do need to sit down every once in a while and actually build a set. Yes. And that, yes. Yeah, I feel like as long as I do that occasionally, I'm not a hoarder. <laughs> not a hoarder. <laughs> well, you, you bring up a good point. So if it's all in plastic tubs and cardboard boxes hidden away in a back corner of the basement, like a lot of the stuff I have is, is that collecting? I mean, I, I get the stuff out that I really want to view and, and see. Uh, I got it out, but there's a lot of things that. Yeah. 
I think that's the collection. Whether it, We would like to display everything. Whether you can display it or not, that's the collection. And when you start mm -hmm. getting into twos and threes and you have it just because and you don't do anything with it. Now, I'm not saying one on display and one in a sealed set or one with a box put up, you know. I'm talking about, like, I've got a stack that I've, stuff that I buy from Turd Jeep and it's a lot of one-offs and you just buy it because, hey, it was a great deal. I mean, I, I just bought... I bought these at Dirt Cheap. This set right here. Wait, it's a podcast kit. Anyway, so I think I did five of them. I, I parted them out five of them. Well, then I go into another Dirt Cheap uh, five weeks later, and I found them for a dollar. Oh. Now what do I do? do I what about a hundred if they had them for a dollar? Well, the thing is, is they had uh, they probably had about thirty of them. Wow. But the way Dirt Cheap works is. Every time they get a shipment of toys, it has a different coded sticker on it. So the code sticker, it either, if it doesn't ring up anymore or, you know, it works its way down to 90% or it just stops ringing up. And if it doesn't ring up anymore, they usually give it to you for 90% off. Wow. So I dug through them all and I found those five with the one that didn't ring up. And But now what do I do? Do I, I've already parted five of them out. So do I part those five out or do I just stack them in the corner and, and hoard them? Right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have found myself getting very picky on what I buy for my personal self, right? I, I do like you. I'll find the, the the deals, and I don't care what it is for the for the Brickling store. But, yeah, my personal collection over the last few years, I get very choosy on what I pick. And, unfortunately, I do usually build one and hoard one back <laughs> sealed. Right, right. I, I think um... – I, I try to live by this rule, but I don't live by it very well, is buy what you like. Right. Um, and like what you collect and stuff. And it's like, I I think my, my worst example is Chima. I should have bought this many Chima. Zero. I should have bought zero Chima. Uh, but they had free promotions. There was a lot of clearance. Those are some of the worst sets in the world to part out. And I don't like it. Right. Uh, but if like that set that Earl had, the Target uh, Donuts, whatever it was. Yeah, the coffee yeah. shop or coffee shop. Yeah, that, that's an awesome set. And it's got a lot of useful parts, a lot of figures if you're building a city. So I wouldn't have a problem buying 50 of those. Uh, right. But 50 Chima sets, that's a mistake. <laughs> so right. did you know that about Chima? Yeah. A year later, you know, but a year later, it's all the clearance and it's. Yeah, it's hard to resist sometimes the yeah. deep clearance. And I did, in fairness, um, Lego was sending out that set 70113, I think is the number, is the dual pack, the Chima dual pack. Um, if you ordered one, anything, they just threw it in the box. They didn't tell you. And so I, I went, this is true. I went and intentionally ordered back-ordered items to see what would happen. I had one order. I got three of those because they came, the order came in three different boxes, and they put one in each box. And I was like, yep. Yeah, some of the items I see on your haul, you remember that friend's tent you got? I got – oh, that one I got for a penny. Uh, you got it for a penny, and you had yeah. a whole bag full. And it's like, so where is that at? That's in, in a tote somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, it's, it's actually in my store. I sold one. So I made all my money back. I sold it <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Yeah. 
<laughs> but I did not parting that one out. That one's too not worth parting out. Yeah, pass that up. Yeah, a penny. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, you gotta get it right. So you said collect or yeah, get what you like, right? Well that's yeah. that's the part I do have a problem with because I get I get in this mindset if I buy it, I like it, but then I want to keep it like that. And then I don't want to build it because I know what happens with sets that I build, especially if they go to the go to the train layout. Mm-hmm. They just they just kind of melt in with everything else, right? And just become part of Maybe you can recognize pieces and parts of it, but I opened up a carousel, the Ferris wheel and something else. Cause we were going to do a, uh, like a little theme park or fairground area on the train. We, we did do it, but now that stuff's in a box and some of it's didn't get completely built because we didn't have the space. And we, so I like those sets and now I have, I have them, they're open and there's an urge in my head that says you need that sealed for your hoarded pile. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a question for, for Jabo. So I've got a fairground mixer, mixer that I've never built. Oh. <laughs> because you know, I just never got around to yeah. it. You know, I've built the carousel. I've built the roller coaster. I've built the... So now what do I do? It's retired. It's in a box. It's sealed. I have that <laughs> dilemma sometimes where I've kept a set so long. Uh, it happened with a smaller, a much smaller set than that. There was the Legoland California truck that yep. I had bought originally when it first came out. And then it got to be where it's worth a lot. Uh, I bought a used one. <laughs> I don't know what what the comparison is with the sealed fairground mixer versus a used one. But I have, when I've gotten to that dilemma, like, do I just, I paid the regular price or I got it on sale. What am I hurting by opening it? But yeah. I know the, the the feeling that you got, you're like, oh, I don't want to open it now. <laughs> yeah. Because you think it's going to be worth um, yeah. a, a ton, right? It's a, Somebody's going to want that years from now. And it's like, I noticed that's why you buy two of everything. So you and, can open one and play with it. And if Dakota gets it, oh, well. And you've always got that one in a box somewhere. Right. Yeah. And th- this is a... a a hoarder mentality or a justification I can make for you, Earl, where you don't worry about it is if you go and look at part out value on Bricklink of new, which is like, if you were to open that fairground mixer, you've broken the seal. Now it's not worth as a, you couldn't sell it as a sealed set. But if you look at the part out value of that, almost always the part out value is higher than what you could sell it as a sealed set. And you, you right. do that, you like, oh, I can take this apart and build it. Of course, then it's not new anymore, but right. I, that's how I justify opening a sealed set. Well, there's plenty of people that say that, you know, Lego should not be, it, it needs to be let out of its box. The minifigs need to breathe. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if you had the uh, the fire station, a firehouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I, I really, if anybody hasn't seen Joey's video about the 308 fire station, check it out because there was not very much Lego available in 1958, and that was pretty much the starting of after the Lego patent for the brick as it is today began. To check check that video out. Where does some of this stuff come from? Joey just showed me a listing for the sealed plastic spacemen. Who has that somewhere that they could? Who has that? 
Yeah, I don't know that that and that. Oof. It depends on where those sets were sold. See, I don't know enough about history, and I really need to read Gary Iscock's book. I've had it for like 15 years, and I've not read it. But it depends on where those things were sold. Now, there's a um, YouTuber. Y'all may know him, Dunkster Bricks. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he lives in Scotland. Met him at Philly Brickfest a few years ago. But he was in some little shop on an that. island. I remember that. Found a sealed monorail set. I remember that. Oh. Track, uh, one track, of the, uh, the track pack. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. And for a cheap price. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was almost store value. Oh, there. <laughs> yeah. Look at the price on that. 820 Canadian dollars. Canadian dollars. Yeah. For three little space minifigs. Yeah. <laughs> and those figures are probably 10 to $20 figures. Yeah. I was going to say those are, yeah, easy $15 yeah those here's a i know I'm, I'm we're getting off on the uh visual part but there's the part that gets me it's a samsonite set so uh, <laughs> either in canada somewhere if it's 1978 that's where yep. they were sold was in canada yep so there's probably a toy shop that went out of business or a drug shop that went out of business that has some stock somewhere somebody buys it or they there's a storage facility that is somebody bought and the stuff will be in there and people won't know it's valuable. Right. Well, I think it's the same thing. You remember the, um, the, the blister pack, the, the uh, seesaw, the uh, rocket ship, you know, I, I think that's the same thing that happens there. They they've, somebody has gone into some old stock somewhere and found some of those because mm -hmm. who, who bought those for anybody I don't know. Maybe they were hoarders back then too, uh, <laughs> but I have a hard, you know, they're so fragile and they were such a low price point. You know, they got just ripped open, but mm -hmm. yeah. And how did anybody build any of those models is beyond me. I, you Even know, I, yeah, the, the <laughs> was terrible. Bricks were that new. Do you think the clutch power was that bad? No, I, I think the clutch power was better when they were new. But I still, I think the sets were still impossible to build. Tubes <laughs> <laughs> in the bottom of them either. Those were the hollow, uh, yeah. like one by twos and the two mm -hmm. by whatever they were, or one by whatever they had. I, you know, I guess the bigger bricks did the two by fours, but a lot of them didn't have any any support, so they didn't. You just stacked them up and they, just, they didn't pick the up one by one round bricks. Don't yeah. stack well, no. no. Or the the macaronis don't stack well. Yep. See, there's another yeah. thing. Me and you call that a macaroni. <laughs> they they now have that piece that's not it's new, but it's not even new anymore. It and it looks more like a piece of macaroni. And I get called out every once in a while. That's not a macaroni. That it's that it's that piece that was chromed. Well, it looks like a piece of macaroni. It's a Technic piece. Um, I don't care what other people say. I, <laughs> I call it what I want to call it. Right. I didn't even, until I saw your video on it, I didn't even realize that the new piece was called a macaroni. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, it's, uh, the new kids call that one macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> so. Joseph, have you ever thought about how many boxes it would take to lay out empty so you could open a box and sort it? You know the old school, how you used to sort baseball cards into files? Where you could sort all your themes into files? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> 
So, somebody asked me when I was doing the series where I was just put inventory in my stuff. So I'm not, or I wasn't organizing it. I was inventorying it. So I had mixed themes in a box. It's right. just whatever was in that box, that was in the box. And I wrote it down and I got up to, I'm, a, I'm well over 50 boxes and I'm not even close. And so, and now I have, believe it or not, I have started going back and trying to put things by theme. Like I did it with Galador. Right. Uh, so that's two boxes just of Galador. And then there was another one. I can't remember. I got like all the, the Mtron sets in one box. And I'm going to, I'm going to one by one, each theme, all, all the Paradisa sets are in one box. Um, but yeah, it's like when you look at brick set, how many different themes I have, that's a lot of boxes and space. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It, it takes the space just, if you don't fill up the box, if you know, like a Paradisa, that probably wouldn't even fill up a tub. Uh, so, you know, it's a lot of waste of space and weight and space in my house is a premium or at least in the basement because there's a hoarder that lives down here. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you were talking earlier, Joey, about the, um, how the sets just kind of melt into right. the display. Uh, that's what's happened. Like with my modulars, uh, the oh. main figures wander off. Yes. Uh, the accessories wander off. The car from the Palace Cinema wanders off, and you're like, where did it go? I have a Comic-Con exclusive Batman Batmobile. I have the Batmobile. I have no idea where what Jacob did with Batman and Robin. I don't know where they are. Um, and then the trains. A piece of fall off a train here and there doing a video, and I was like, oh, I'll put it on later. Yeah. And then you end it up with... Train away. And yeah. That's, the, yeah, the trains are... That that's particularly difficult because I I want to I want to hoard all those parts up I want to get all the the trains and I want to get them all the the set back in a box and with the instructions stuff then I ain't nothing to run so it's like <laughs> you know so you, you kind of delve into again having the one built and one hoarded back you know yeah. that is interesting the trains while we're talking about trains for a second because you know my channel. Brick trains occasionally does trains. Right. And the thing is, is yeah, I do I do a ton of space stuff because that's the stuff I had as a kid, right? So there's the thing that I collect. And I, I'm again I'm hoarding all that stuff in and collecting stuff. Whereas the trains, I'm not. I I get the stuff that I want to run, right? So I'll either get the new sets or the brick model railroad or, or the crocodile, whatever, and 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 set up my display or the train layout as i want but i you know i always find myself looking for space and stuff and and trying to stay away from castle but every time you do a video about castle or <laughs> that stuff i'm like oh hey that's pretty cool too i remember it as a kid but i didn't have any of it mm -hmm. i gotta i gotta squash the hoarder in my house <laughs> um one of the things i did um in 99 when Star Wars started. They had a handful of sets. I don't know how many sets they had the first year, maybe eight. I, and I bought all of them. I don't think I built any of them. I did buy all of them. And I'm like, I'm going to collect all the Star Wars sets. And so the next year I bought all of them. And then they started making the, um, the UCS sets. I'm like, man, these things are expensive. And I didn't buy the UCS X-Wing or the Millennium Falcon, because those things were $100. I'm like, I'm not paying $100 for a Lego set. 
And then I ended up getting them on clearance for 25, right. <laughs> bought multiples of them. But then by 2001, I'm like, even when I, if I wait for the clearance, I can't keep up. I can't afford this. And I'm not building. I hadn't built them. I hadn't built any of them. Right. Uh, and so I, I literally didn't build the UCS X-Wing until after I had sold all of them. And then years later, I traded with Earl. <laughs> and, got it. and that was the first time I actually built it. Um, like, I don't know, 15 years later, 14 years later. <laughs> Do you still have the original eight in a box somewhere in a box? No, I don't have any of them. Really? I sold all of the original Star Wars that I had. I got a video somewhere of uh, that I filmed when I was doing inventory for uh, insurance purposes of what I had, and uh, you can see some of them in the in the film that I still had, like in the '90s, '99, I guess, or two thousand. Maybe it was two thousand one, but um, yeah, I, did, I didn't hold on to any of the Star Wars. I never started in Star Wars. I just, uh, I guess. I don't know if I saw that coming, but I it there was I just know the OCD in me or the hoarder in me or whatever that that would have been a financial ruin for me because they like you said they did they just they won't stop right that's a cash cow they're never going to give up mm -hmm. right yeah it's just like the Avengers says now well yeah I started that I tried to start collecting those yeah. and now they re-releasing them and yeah. You know, I wanted to get all of the figures with those, the Avengers and the, even the DC ones. Legos kind of helped me in a way <laughs> recently in that themes that I collected from the 80s, like town, <laughs> which is now city, each year that goes by, I become less and less interested in the new stuff. And I always reason like, well, if I don't get that, it's going to be in some... Facebook marketplace listing later because right. it's town. It's not a superhero set. So I don't worry about, I don't buy any city sets now at all um, unless there's a some deal or there's a part in them that I want to get. Yeah. I, I'm like you. I did the, uh, it's easy with some of these set uh, or these themes that I have no interest in to not, you know, just go crazy buying them. And I, I, we recently started buying a few city sets because of Dakota, my grandson, but, uh, and for whatever reason, my daughter and son-in-law are all into they're they're into building Lego, which is great for me, but, uh, well, I don't know if it's great for me because I, I come down here and I turn around, I think there's stuff missing, but <laughs> I think they've been shopping. Yeah. Help the grandma loves to give it away too. Yeah. And, uh, Jacob admitted to me that he took some parts out of the store without telling me before. So, oh, so. At least uh, correct the inventory. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he always, now he always asked, you got this part and then we'll, we'll go subtract it from the inventory. Cause he, he's, he's still, it's interesting. He, he, he likes to build stuff. He's built some stuff here recently, but he just does it for the fun and you never see it. So he's, he doesn't have the hoarding gene then. Mm-hmm. He actually enjoys playing with it. From well, he doesn't have to because all he's got to do is go in the basement. <laughs> I, guess I don't so. know what he's going to do when he moves out. <laughs> What's he going to take with him? Uh, oh. that, that may be an issue. <laughs> I know he's going to want to take some of the UCS sets. Yeah, he's going to have a bachelor pad. He's going to want all the UCS sets in that on display where he can actually display them. Mm -hmm. Yep. He has uh, quite a few of them in his room, and he's built them. He's built all of them. 
Yeah, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> I, I was lucky. Mine, mine got out of the house, and she wasn't into it right at the time, so she didn't take anything with her. But now, now she's back, or she's into it, and so. I, so do you, uh, when you build something and you take it apart to put it back in the box and put it up, how long do you leave it built together before you take it apart? How long do I? Well, like like I, I told you, I've started to try to clean up. So I'm, right. I find the instructions. I try to get all the pieces, all the you know components. Then I'll go sit in my living room and take apart six or seven sets, put them in a Ziploc bag, put the instructions in the bag with it. And uh, But I still got a few sets to build. So the other day I built one, looked at it for about five minutes. Like, <laughs> and then took it apart? Yeah. <laughs> so, the only time I build anything is if I know I'm going to display it one way or another, if it's going to be in the train layout or if it's going to be, if it's going to go on a shelf. So uh, yeah, I, I don't build a whole lot and then just take it back apart. Right. I, I do. Uh, <laughs> and that's, that's more of a YouTube thing than a Lego collecting thing. Um, if I need to do, I don't know. I don't need to do anything. If I'm if I want to do a video on a vintage set, I will do the video, which means I need to build the set usually. And then I, after I'm done with the video, I take the set apart. And sometimes when I take the set apart, I realize, oh, I missed this part. I need to redo that shot. No, but the the thing about old sets, uh, pre nineteen what ninety or eighty or ninety nine, even is that they're mostly small. Even yeah. the big sets don't take long to build. Right. So it's not that big a deal to build something and then film it and then take it apart. Yeah. I just feel that if I'm buying it, I'm buying it because I want to build it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I, I've gotten a lot pickier on the things that, yeah, because I get a lot pickier on the things that I want because I, I will have a purpose for it. Usually it's, you know, the modulars, they go, that's, that's what my train layout is. It's mm -hmm. the modulars. Uh, I would. I have this dream. Um, I want to take an entire year of sets to a show. Um, I know that I've been to shows where they've like had like a whole theme, like um, Brick Jams took all the model team sets yeah. to Brick Fair, Alabama. Uh, I want to take like all the sets from 1975, <laughs> the the whole thing. Right. So I've been working on collecting all of those, uh, and I'm. I'm eventually going to put all of those in one box or boxes. How it won't be much. <laughs> that's a that's an interesting thought, though. Yeah, what did they release in 1975? Yeah, and there's two different ways. I guess you can look at it. You can look at the sets that were new to 1975, right. or you can look at the sets that were available. Woo. In 19, and that one is a little more tricky. Uh, you can look at like if you look at the catalog for 1975 and 1976 it's going to have certain sets but some of those sets were released earlier right they weren't new so it's, yeah yeah so to just pick the uh yeah the catalog from 1975 and just all those sets mm -hmm. in there that wouldn't be what was released and so would we yeah. even know what was released back then i, mean, I, I, I don't i i gotta i'm gonna do a comparison between what brick set has and what bricklink has and 
You know, it always confuses me because they'll say this set was released in 1975, but the copyright says 1974 because that's when the copyright applies, but the set didn't come out to 75. And was it released in December versus January? I don't know. Nobody really knows the answers. Yeah, and then a lot of... I'm, you know, I'm, there are times that brick sets not right. I mean, not to any of their fault, but it's just lack know. of information. It is, yeah. Somebody had this stuff. It'll be right, but for when you go back, when people didn't keep good records, it's like I don't want to get off topic, but the the names of Lego colors, Lego oh. did not name their colors for right. a long time. So you know, we had obvious ones like red and white and black and blue, and yellow, and clear, and gray, and green. That was about it, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, you got them. Like, didn't nougat just show up? Yeah, they changed. Uh, we called it flesh, and Lego changed it to nougat. Yeah, I think that happened with the purchase of BrickLink, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, and uh, yeah, and then the BrickLink names of the colors were different because that's what we were calling them. We didn't know what Lego's internal names for those colors were. No, we, they, yeah, Bricklink's just gone by what we made up. Yeah. So. yeah and guess what um, color brick yellow is? Brick yellow. You should. I, do you know this one? I don't know this one. I, and I, this one messed me up when I was building the um, inside tour truck, the um, the Dilly Thompson truck. That one. Uh, when I was doing the inventory from Lego, it listed it as brick yellow. So I said, oh, okay, that must be yellow. So I got yellow two-by-twos. And then when I got to looking closer at the pictures of the actual set, the little two-by-twos that were for the packages in the Billy Thompson truck, I think it came out, I forget the set number. It's one of the four million sets. <laughs> it, I Go ahead. What are you going to say? Oh, I don't, yeah, I, I'm not finding brick yellow. Yeah, it's um, it's tan. But Lego was calling it on on. If you go to the website and like bricks and pieces or um, whatever the other one is, where you can buy replacement parts, it is listed as brick yellow, but it is actually tan. Now that you say that, I do remember. Yeah, because they just, I'd have to find a, oh, where's that color book I had? Because it lists. Oh, yeah. I got, yeah. Yeah. It lists the, the differences between Lego and uh, Bricklink colors. Which that actually is going to need to be updated. He's going to have to revise that book again. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a yearly update. Yeah. So, you know, I think, you know, we talked about the A Fool part of it uh, earlier that, you know, so DZ Studios commented that he wanted a T-Fall podcast. And I, you know, so he's teen, apparently, and the teens need to do it. And I, I encourage it. I think it's great that they get on YouTube and make a podcast or whatever and uh, do it from their point of view. Because this is definitely, you know, we're the old curmudgeons here, I guess. We're... No, I think it's good. I, I I really like the engagement from the the teen community. Uh, obviously, as you grow older, your interests change, and the things that interest me may not be what the most of the kids are into. But I, I really like seeing ones that get nostalgic for like 
let's say it like the 80s. Right. Just the 80s in general, not just 80s Lego sets. But, you know, I see ones like Vision Bricks who likes he's he was born well past the 80s. But he loves that the, the shows that we grew up with. Right. Uh, my son likes a lot of those things because of my influence on him. But um, but everybody's can like different things. And if you got a, if you're passionate about something and you want to do a podcast about it, you're going to have other people that have those interests and shoot. Yeah. Go, go ahead and do a podcast or do a YouTube video and call it a podcast. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I make no, I don't know if you caught my thing. I'm like, this is available nowhere that podcasts are found. <laughs> but I think Joey's going to do better with this one than I do with my own. What was your dark age? I know what Jabbo, but Earl, what was yours like? I didn't really have a dark age where I stopped liking it. I just would say I didn't really buy a lot. And it was, right. uh, you know, I always, I've always kept my sets from when I was a kid. Um, when I moved out, I had them all together. I knew right where they were. They were in my room. When I moved, I, I went and took everything and moved it with me. So I always knew where it was. And as I became older and became a teenager, I kind of just, I, I guess I went towards trains. And I would ask my mom, I'm 16, 17, 8 years, 18, and I would ask her for Lego trains for Christmas. Right. And that was really the only, the extent of what I was getting, you know, at, as an an older teenager, I should say. And then as an adult, when I had kids, so we always went through the toys, always looked at it, but didn't really buy a lot because, you know, you got your kid, you're buying for your kids, not necessarily for yourself. So that's when I started trying to kind of trade up my sets. So I don't, it wasn't really a dark age. It was kind of like, well, I'll take my childhood sets. I'll try to sell them. Use those funds to buy the bigger sets. Um, my wife actually bought me the UCS sets that I traded to Javo. <laughs> All three of them. She found we had a there was a toy store in uh, in our old mall, and it was, oddly enough, it was called Toys by Roy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she bought them on clearance. I think she paid about. I think she got them for about half price. She bought all three of them for me. I built them, kept them, and. I actually, my intention was to to get the Santa Fe train and all that, but I ended up selling those sets and really never <laughs> never did that. My dark age, I had a true, complete blacked out dark age. You know, I had so I had Lego, the uh, the the early space sets, uh, and had those up to I guess junior high, about that time frame, and. I don't know, sports come along, uh, school. I, I don't know that it played a factor in it, but my parents did get divorced about that time. And I don't know, life just changed. And I don't remember really playing with a lot of toys after that. I don't know. I'm not saying that I grew up real quick or whatever, but, you know, it just your life kind of changed and it just kind of went to the wayside. It wasn't something that I quit liking, uh, but I went for a long time. It wasn't until... My 30th birthday, my wife uh, threw a party, and that was the theme, was Lego. And that's what got me started. And I got back into 
at the time because you know we were we were not we were financially okay but we did not have a lot of expendable cash to just be blowing so the uh, sets that I bought were a lot smaller and it was more around the minifigs and stuff uh, but it was very picky now as time's gone and I've changed jobs and things so you know I've really got uh, into collecting the the CMFs and the trains and, and I, I really did I guess I really just kind of jumped back into collecting everything I missed right from when I stopped playing with toys if you will to you know around my 30th and <laughs> I just tried to fill it all in and best I can so it was never a, a stopped liking and it just life just changed for me and I don't know yeah I I um I didn't buy it, or we couldn't afford a lot of sets growing up. So I, it wasn't like I had Lego sets every year. Um, I, I know I always was looking in the different stores, whether it was a Grants or a Kmart or a Zare or Sears or the, the Sears catalog. It's like I kind of wish I had kept some of the old Sears catalogs. I used to love looking to see what was in there. Um, but, you know, I always had Lego and always had access to it for my small collection. Uh, I did, um, when I first got a hold of a large sum of money, <laughs> <laughs> which was called a student loan, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I uh, placed an order, uh, money that I should have been using on, like, food and books, I placed an order from Lego. It wasn't a large, large, large order, but that was the first time I ordered from Lego shop at home was in 1986 when I was in college. I don't know what it was called then. It was the mail-in where you mailed in your order. Yeah. Um, I I used really my That's a dark age to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I got to tell you, I came out of it I from Brickstar. You know, to go across this. I actually started, I was watching a bunch of videos about um, reselling stuff. And I think I came across the, uh, the brick show about some kind of Lego investment deal. And then <laughs> your videos, your videos came up and I started watching your hauls and I left some goofy comments about, about the size of your collection and one day hoping to have an empire like yours. <laughs> I should go back and try to find the earliest comment from you on my channel. Yeah. And it's I, like, yeah. And you know, I started the Bricklink store because watching your videos and started looking for deals. Well, that's, I, I started following uh, Jabo because of a track video that you did. It was on the green, you had the green table and you had every version of Lego <laughs> track. And I was at the time I was trying to figure out what this single piece, I don't know how I got it, but it came in some eBay, whatever, but it was a single piece of curved rail. And I didn't, had no idea what it was. I had no idea that blue track existed. You didn't? I know I didn't. Oh. I mean, that was all before me. So, so as I find this video, of this guy talking about track and I'm, I'm <laughs> do it and, before it was over with, I realized that YouTube was crazy. Because yeah. you know how many videos he's referenced you or you've left comments to, you know, he's I'm, like, we'll ask Joey about it. Or, yeah. 
I, you know, I, I've had to learn, I've had to learn quickly. Right. Uh, I mean, I thought you were like, like uh, a long time, just this knowledgeable guy that you, cause you, you've seemed to have retained the information better than I have. Well, I mean, I guess for the last 20 years, it's what I've been doing. And I, when was, when would that track video been put up? It would have been like 2013, 2004. Oh, it had to be older than that. No, I didn't start making videos until December 5th, 2012. Okay. Well, well, unless it was on the other channel, then it could have been in 2000. I may have done, I think I did a motor video. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's newer than that. Yeah. I, I, I think it was a, was it a back question maybe? No, he was just doing a. He was just doing track. He was just yeah. laying it all out and, and explaining each of it. And uh, yeah, it was. Seems like I remember that video. <laughs> yeah, it had to be after 2013, 2013 or later. Yeah. yeah, it couldn't have been before then. Well, see, I the whole when I was a kid, they I didn't know Lego trains even existed as a kid. Me I neither. Yeah, I didn't really. I, I think I remember the. Uh, was it the push train? One of the first ones with it was it the it didn't have a motor it was just the track and you. Oh, yeah, there was a what is uh. I go with any of the set numbers. The like first that. one I saw was the four and a half volt train, uh, battery operated train seventy seven twenty two. That was the first one I remember seeing, and I saw that at Lionel Play World. That I right. It came I, out in the eighties. Like some of them from the Wish catalogs that you were talking about, maybe Pennies or Sears, but. I never knew about the 12 volt. The uh, right, and I would have been the first thing that I would have seen or remembered. So when the catalogs here in the U.S. they only sold the four and a half volt um, trains. They didn't sell any of the 12 volt. But in the catalog, you could see the center rail, right? One of the accessories, and I'm like, "What is that?" You know, <laughs> I didn't know what that was. Yeah. I didn't discover the 12 volt until sometime after 1997. So it was um, the, the guy's YouTube channel now is called Stegsfield. Um, I think his name is Ben. He's got it's like Reinhardt, but um, I think he goes by Ben. But he had a a, a, um, a website that had pictures of his train collection. He, he would do like a a, a He'd have a picture and then a description of the Lego set. And he went through all of them from all the, the four and a half volt blue era, 12 volt blue era, four and a half volt gray era. And I'm like, I never knew any of these existed. So I was just like writing down everything I saw on his uh, channel or his website, not channel. And I was like, I never knew about these. Yeah. And, I, I, I had pretty, uh, one getting on YouTube and starting to find it. And then I guess brick set. See, I didn't, uh, all the old flicker, I'm going to use old for flicker, but you know, you go back to like rec dot alt, uh, mm-hmm. way back then. I just, I was, uh, I did, I knew what all that stuff was, but I, I never connected it to the Lego. And since, you know, like I said, I had a pretty dark, dark age as far mm-hmm. as not, not being in the Lego community at all. So it wasn't, you know, 20 years ago that I really got back into it. And it, it was, it was, it was a full fledged jump in and what did I miss? Mm-hmm. And try to catch up. So, 
I think, I think one thing I have to remember from that time period, from like 97 to the early 2000s, is all this research that we're doing, we were doing on dial-up connections. <laughs> so it's painfully slow. Yeah. Which we probably thought was fast. Yeah. Oh, I can remember getting my first 3600 baud modem. Woo! It <laughs> oh, was a big upgrade from my 1200 baud modem. Yeah. <laughs> so I um, so I had a bunch of like sealed sets that I'd been hoarding, uh, getting back to hoarding. But I had the pirates because I, I collected all of the pirate sets, and I'd only built a handful of them. So most, I mean, I had collected them since 89. So we're talking 2000. I still had Black Seas Barracuda sealed, Skull's Eye Schooner sealed. Um, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to, I said, I'm going to build all these one day. Right. So I, I would collect every single pirate set. And then when I discovered trains, I was like, I want to get these trains. And then I, the only place I could find them was like in Germany and Netherlands on eBay. And I I was seeing what the pirate sets were selling for, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to sell my pirate sets because I got to get these trains, and that's what I did. I've noticed that it, if compared trains to castle to pirates to space, it seems as though to me that the value of the trains and the pirate sets are far outpacing than the space sets. It seems like you can go still pick up a, a a space set for 20 or 30 bucks, but then, you know, an equivalent castle set from around the same area is going to, you know, be 30 or 40 bucks. It really I seems think, like those have gotten a lot higher. I think that's because there's more space out there because there are more people collected all the space sets. Like I was telling you guys, I only had one castle set because the reason I bought it because it had the most pieces, but I had a half of my sets were all space sets. Hmm. You know, if I'm an average an average kid, you know, for one castle set, I've got twenty space sets. I guess that's true. I, I think a, a lot of it is about the part variety, um, because as you go back in time, you get certain time periods where it's easy to piece together a set. And some of the castle, I mean, castle started in 84. You did have a few sets before that. And those sets are really, really worth a lot. But the ones that started in 84, they have a lot of the same pieces in them. Um, but space, uh, the, the, all those space sets, they had, they were, like Earl was saying, there's more of them. And they used, like, you had a red man and a white one. And then when the blue and the black and the yellow came around, those were actually worth a little more. So I think as you go back in time, <laughs> some of the sets are actually cheaper um, than you come up into the late 80s and 90s. And then the, now, I mean, you look at some of the UCS sets, they're going to be like astronomical sealed versus even a Galaxy Explorer. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. I, I just it seems to me, I guess maybe there's just more of an abundance of the space because it's it, mm -hmm. it it seems like it's been a lot easier to fill those gaps in than to even start trying. You know, I, I, like a yellow castle with box and instructions. What's that going for? Mm -hmm. Three four hundred dollars if it's complete. I don't. 
Yeah, and I have a train set that I'm trying to get from the late 60s that I don't want to pay $1,000 for a train set. <laughs> but, uh, it's very hard. Uh, I want to have a I want to have a complete collection of all the train sets uh, b prior to the twelve volt era, right? And there's just one that's going to be really hard for me to get. You can't part it together, or I can, but um, it's all about the box and instructions. <laughs> I want the box. I want the instructions. <laughs> Especially the instructions, more so than even the box. But the uh, and there, the it's got it's it's one of the whistle trains. Oh, okay. Oh, the electronic whistle. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. the electronic. Yeah. So it's set one thirty eight, and it's the it's got the reverse feature. The other one only does forward and stop. And that control unit is unique to that set and to the accessory pack. And then uh, and then it's got a different whistle than the older one. Uh, so those parts, you know, you're talking hundred to hundred and fifty dollars just for the individual part. So then you're you get the three rare parts, you're up to four hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> so that is serious collecting there. Yeah. That's not even hoarding. That's yeah. that is but see that that's right. That's not hoarding, that's collect. Yeah, that is collecting. And those those pieces are very limited. Nope, they're they just didn't make very many of them. Maybe you'll get lucky and find it like you found that remote control. Yeah, that's what I always hope. Was like somebody think, oh, what's this stupid electronic piece? I'm... <laughs> it's it's out there. I guarantee you, it's out there somewhere. It, but probably in Europe. Yeah, um, that's that, the thing. No, those are never never released in the United States, were they? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> so I want the 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 viewers to tell us: uh, Do they think that we are hoarders? Are you a hoarder? <laughs> Are we just collectors, enthusiastic collectors? <laughs> Let us know. Yeah. Put it in the comments. Yeah, what do you collect? What do you, what do you hoard? Let us know in the comments. All righty. So uh, I want to thank. We want to thank all of you for watching the the A Fool podcast. Being an A Fool doesn't mean you're a fool. <laughs> It just means you like old Lego. So we are all fans of old Lego. We hope you are too, and we hope you enjoyed this show. Be sure to check out Brick Trains. He does occasionally do trains. <laughs> Marty Man 23 Links will be in the description to our channels. I'm Brick Czar. We love old Lego. We love you watching this. And we will be back again in another podcast. All right. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Hey, yeah.